everyone, welcome to the Busy Blooming Podcast, episode number one. I can't believe this is finally here, the first episode of this podcast. I posted a little teaser episode yesterday that gives more detail about this podcast, about me, about Busy Blooming, but just in case you missed it, I got you. I'm going to go into a little bit more detail, um, introduce myself, and just explain what this podcast is all about and how I hope it will help you. We have a really great episode for today with Kate Ramsey. She's a YouTuber and she also works in digital marketing and we chat about so many different things. We chat about COVID wedding planning, hustle culture, work-life balance, and just so many different things. So I can't wait to get into the episode. But before we do, I thought I would quickly introduce myself. So hi, my name's Tess. I'm 24 years old. I live downtown Toronto where I work full-time as a digital marketing manager. I've lived in Toronto for about five years, I think. I moved here, oh, maybe it's six years. Oh my God, I am losing track of time. <laughs> but I moved to Toronto in 2015 um, to go to U of T and then I graduated three years ago. So in 2018, I graduated and I've worked in marketing and communications and basically in that field for three years. I also have a YouTube channel. I vlog my, you know, very exciting nine to five <laughs> marketing job. Um, I do a lot of work week in my life and lifestyle vlogs and Q and A's and just chatting about, you know, life in my twenties and a lot of like work content. So in addition to my YouTube channel and my job, I also started something called Busy Blooming back in, I think November, 2020. And what it is, is it's basically a place it's a community and a network for women in their 20s and or women in postgrad, women about to enter postgrad to have a place to go to just connect with other women who are in a similar phase of life and ask questions and get resources. We've also had a couple live sessions with like resume tips and stuff, um, but there's just a whole bunch of resources um, at busyblooming.ca. We also have a Facebook group where you can ask anything you want. If something weird is going on at work or you have an interview question or just honestly anything you're going through, there's a Facebook group for all of us. So there's a bunch of different branches to Busy Blooming, but it's ultimately just a place for post-grad women and women in their 20s. And if you fall into that category, feel free to go join the Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and go check out our website. We have lots of like free digital downloads of like resume templates and cover letter templates and stuff like that. So go check it out if you want. So but anyways, so the title of this podcast is Busy Blooming because um, this podcast is a branch of Busy Blooming. So what that means is this podcast centers around topics that are all about being a woman in our 20s and a woman in postgrad. Um, and just covering topics about everything that comes with this time, whether it's feeling lost in your 20s, changing your mind a million times about what you want to do, comparing your life to other people, being a millennial in the workplace, and just diving into these topics that I feel like are not talked about enough. And that's what this podcast is. So every single Monday, a new episode will drop. We have a new guest every single week, and I can't wait to get into these topics. We have so many great guests lined up, and I'm just so 
probably excited. So anyways, um, with all that being said, because this podcast is all about being in your 20s, I want to ask every guest, what is something that they would tell their 18-year-old self? And I just love (laughs) that question so much. I wanted to answer this question before we get into like the first episode. And I was looking through photos of myself at 18 and like I the cringe I felt I truly can't describe like (laughs) I don't know I was it's hard to narrow down just one thing I would tell myself before entering my 20s because I feel like I've just changed so much in the last four and a half years and I'm constantly changing so much and I don't know there's just something about the ages of like 18 to 25 that are so formative and just so much happens and at least for me my life has changed so much and my perspective has changed so much and I've grown up in so many ways anyways I was looking through photos and trying to think if I could go back to myself in my second year of university sit myself down like what would I tell that girl I think first of all I would give myself a little 10 minute hair tutorial on like how to blow dry my hair straight because I had this bob cut with crazy curls and let's just say like it wasn't the most flattering thing ever so I think first of all if I could squeeze it in like a little hair tutorial would be very helpful but when I think back to myself at 18 I reflected on how much I suffered from a severe case of FOMO the fear of missing out like it was so so bad I actually had moved to Toronto at the age of 18 I did my first year of university in Vancouver and then I moved across the country kind of (laughs) to Toronto and that was the first time I lived in a place that wasn't like my hometown really and I started to realize how fast your life can change and one like semi-small decision of going to a different university I was surrounded by different friends in different classes I was thinking of different careers because the new people I was meeting and like I don't know I just got so overwhelmed of like oh my god I need to be a part of everything and not miss out on anything and I would spend so much time just comparing myself to other people worrying that I was missing out on experiences like I would be on Instagram constantly seeing other girl seeing other people who had gone to New York or gone to the U.S. and gone to these crazy big universities and sororities and I was wondering like maybe that's something I should be doing and then I would see people who had stayed in my hometown and I was thinking oh I don't know maybe I should be at home like I just was constantly worried of missing out on something and I don't know why but that carried through I think probably for the next few years like into you know age 2021 and I was just constantly evaluating my decisions always so paranoid I was doing the right thing and on the right path and I think if I could go back to my second year dorm room sit myself down give myself a blow dryer and I would say you are exactly where you're supposed to be there's no possible way you can make a wrong decision because if you were supposed to be at another school or with another group of friends or in another city you would just be there and it's impossible to make a wrong choice every choice 
you make is the right choice because that's the choice you made. I truly think that if you were destined to be somewhere else, that you would be there and all of your friends and relationships and where you live, the apartment you picked, it's just always the right choice and you always end up in the right spot because that is the spot you are in. And if you were supposed to be somewhere else, I truly think you just would be. And I think if I could have just digested that at the age of 18, I would have saved like so many hours just scrolling on Instagram and comparing my life and being stressed out that I was doing the right thing. And I would have just enjoyed the moment because when I was constantly like thinking and evaluating and being stressed out that I was in the right spot, I wasn't living in the moment like at all. (laughs) I really wasted a lot of time. And that is what I would tell myself at 18 years old. I cannot wait to hear what every guest would tell their self at 18. I just think 18 is such like a weird age because you're almost 20, but like you're still a teenager and it's just a really, a really fun time. So (laughs) I can't wait to hear everyone's answer to that question, but I think that's enough for this intro. So for today's episode, we have Kate Ramsey on the podcast. She's 23. She lives in Florida. She's a digital marketing manager, a YouTuber, and I can't wait to get into today's episode. So let's get into the interview with Kate. So we're here with Kate. Oh, thank you so much, Tess. I'm honestly so excited to be on your podcast. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is all about being in your 20s and learning like and talking about the lessons we've learned. So something we ask every guest is what is something that you wish you could tell yourself before entering your 20s? So honestly, when I read this question, I just thought, I honestly got a little bit teary because I was thinking about my response and I did cry a little bit. I'm a very emotional person if you guys don't know me. Um, But honestly, it was just, um, I think what I wish I had told myself earlier was that your 20s are going to be some of the best years you're ever going to have. You know, I feel like when I was in my, you know, teens, maybe 18s, 19s, maybe even just 20s, I feel like life wasn't that great. But just knowing that in a couple of years, like there's so much more to look forward to, like everything works out, like everything that you're stressed about, don't even stress about because everything really just comes together in your life. And, you know, you're going to move to the US, you're going to graduate from college, you're going to meet the love of your life. Like there's so many good things to look forward to in your 20s, like, like graduating and getting your first job and, you know, maybe getting married if that's, you know, in your life path. But I mean, there's just so many good things and so many exciting things about being in your 20s. I love that so much. It's so true because I feel like there's so much we worry about like when we're you know 17 18 about to enter into our 20s and then if you could just go back to yourself at those ages and just say like it's all gonna work out like I don't know it's just such a weird thing to think about so true I mean especially high school I feel some people say high school Mm -hmm. is the best years of your life and I think that's so not true at all I mean you know college and onwards those I feel like are truly some great years yeah Anyone who says high school is the best year of their life, like I would like to talk to them about that. Yeah, it was not <laughs> I the cannot best relate years. less. <laughs> oh They're the gosh. worst four years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the most awkward years of your lives, probably too. <laughs> yeah. The cringiest, like wanting to forget the most. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. 
Okay, well, before we jump into what we're going to talk about today, I just wanted to get a quick run through of who you are, what you do, like what your days look like. Like, let's just learn some more about you. Yeah, so sure. Um, So my name is Kate. I graduated in December. I started working full-time as an associate digital marketer also in December. So I've been working full-time for only about four, almost five months right now. So I'm very new to the whole work working full-time situation. I also work from home and I think I kind of always will with the job that I have. My job is based in Connecticut. I recently moved to Florida. Um, And what's really nice about my job is I really can make my own hours. It's a little bit more flexible than a nine to five job, um, which is amazing. It's so nice and so helpful with doing YouTube full-time or and also doing Instagram and all of that stuff as well. And like I said, I recently moved to Florida, so I've been doing lots of beach days lately to end my days. (laughs) You have the best vlogs. I was just watching some last night and this morning before chatting to you, and they're just so, like, truly what dreams are made of, like going to the beach, and I just, yeah, I'm so jealous of your life right now. (laughs) I feel like you just have to really embrace wherever you live, so I've been truly trying Mm -hmm. to embrace the, the Florida lifestyle of going to the beach, like, as much as I possibly can, but I mean, I love your vlogs as well. Just like living in the city. I mean, come on, that's like a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a dream, but one of us is in lockdown and one isn't. So, <laughs> yes, that's true. But I mean, that will all hopefully end soon, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> yes. Let, yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Something I wanted to talk to you about and that we were chatting about a little bit before this is. Both you and I have this in common as being in a serious relationship in your 20s. And I feel like in the age we're in and TikTok and Instagram and social, you always see so many, um, like just so much content about dating and like all these amazing like Tinder horror stories and things. And I feel like I don't see that much content about, you know, people like us who've been in relationships and even like you, which we'll get into, who's engaged. And um, I just think it's interesting to talk about different people's experiences and I would just love to get into it. I think first of all, just tell me about your relationship currently, um, how you guys met, how long you've been together and all the details. Yeah. Okay. So um, what's kind of funny is how we met. It's not like a traditional, like cute love story. Like you might think, I mean, honestly, we met on Bumble. It's funny because I'd already deactivated my profile on there. I had decided I'm giving up on guys. Like I'm just going to be with my girlfriends and like focus on myself. And what ended up happening was I guess my profile really wasn't deactivated and Justin found me on there and then went ahead and messaged me on Instagram. And I never really respond to my Instagram DMs, especially from strangers. But I don't know, there was something different. And I think it was just how he had messaged me. I just kind of wanted to respond back to him. And so, yeah, that's kind of how we met. And then from there, we've been dating now for about two and a half years. We got engaged last July, which was such an amazing thing. And I'm just so happy that I found someone like Justin. Like I truly just couldn't picture myself with anyone else. Like he's my absolute best friend and there's truly no one out there for me. Like he was the one that I was meant to be with. And now we're getting married um, September 25th this year. So a couple more months to that. (laughs) That's crazy that you met on Bumble. I didn't realize that. So when 
he messaged you and when you met him for the first time, like, was it one of those immediate connections or did it take you like a little bit to be like, okay, this is maybe going somewhere? It was definitely an immediate connection. I think we, when we met, we just did something, you know, very low key. I mean, I didn't even have makeup on. I was literally in, it was a last minute, like, (laughs) hey, let's meet up. I was in a pair of leggings and a hoodie. I wasn't looking cute by any means, but (laughs) we went to a little Mexican place and we had some guac and I don't know, like I think a mojito was something yummy. And we just truly had a lot in common um, with travel being a big um, thing. We'd gone to Mm -hmm. a lot of like similar countries. Um, He was about to go on a trip to the Bahamas and I had just been to that exact hotel and we just had so much to talk about and truly the conversation just flowed so well. And I think there was just Mm -hmm. that instant connection there. Um, So I think we really hit it off really quickly. (laughs) Okay, so I wanted to talk to you because you and Justin live together. And that's something I want to talk to you about as well. And I think, um, again, like being in your 20s and um, something I, from my experience, I've actually never lived on my own. And that's always like I went from university dorm rooms, living with my roommates. And then when I graduated, I moved in with Storm. And I don't know, at first I was like, I don't know, should I live on my own? Like have that experience before moving in with Storm because you're either going to live together forever or you're going to break up. And if we live together forever, (laughs) I'm never going to live on my own. So I don't know, like I'm curious to hear your thoughts and your process and um, when you knew like it was the right time to move in together. Yeah, so same same exact situation with you. I mean, I went from living in a college dorm with I think like five girls or something crazy and then moving right into living with Justin and I think it's one of those things like again like you said you either know it's gonna work and you just hope it's gonna work or you know it's gonna end like there's only two ways it can go (laughs) but I mean I think everyone is different because we moved in and signed our lease extremely early like kind of maybe two not not too early for us but I mean for other people I guess looking into our relationship Mm -hmm. four months in we had signed a lease Um, we didn't actually Mm -hmm. live together until we'd been together for about eight months because we were trying to schedule it for the semesters I was still in college when we moved in together but again I think everyone's so different and I think you'll know when it's time Um, but that doesn't mean it's not Mm going to be scary I remember being Mm -hmm. so scared going this could really this could this could end us or it could really make it work but I mean, I was mm-hmm. already staying at his apartment every single night. So <laughs> it was almost yeah. like I was living with him anyway. So yeah. And then in terms of like tips for moving in together, I think there's like a couple things that really help. And it is a little hard to move in together with someone because you guys all have your own habits. You're, you know, you're used to doing something a certain way at your house. He's used to doing um, something a certain way at his house. So there's like a bit of a learning curve with that um but again like a point that i've touched on before putting your partner first just truly is so helpful when you're living together another thing like never going to bed angry this is Mm -hmm. like a saver you know no matter how Mm -hmm. late it is justin will always be the one to be like let's talk about this and we'll talk about it for an hour and then it's all good. And then you wake up the next morning and everything is good again. Cause of course everyone has little fights when you guys are spending 24 seven together. Mm-hmm. And then I think another thing that I had to learn was not to keep score on who's doing what in terms of chores. Mm-hmm. 
living with a sister like when I was growing up we always felt like okay you're gonna do the bathroom I'm gonna do my bedroom and we always had like we set things but I guess living with your significant other it's like there's gonna be days where you do everything and he's gonna sit on the couch and then there's gonna be days where he does everything and I sit on the couch so I feel like it's so important to like not keep score with each other um about so many Mm -hmm. things yeah I love what you said at the beginning too like moving in together is so scary and I feel like that too and I don't know I think sometimes like I'm one of those people where I often overthink what I'm thinking about and it's just such like a spiral and I think sometimes you can get into this mindset of like well why am I thinking this way like maybe that's bad but I think it's important to acknowledge that like moving in with a partner is is a huge step and it's pretty terrifying and I think because like we said it's it's probably I don't it's most likely gonna go one of two ways so I think just knowing that it's it's like a really big deal to move in with someone and it's normal I think hopefully (laughs) to feel nervous the going to bed not mad is like such a true thing too I'm so much more stubborn than storm (laughs) and like sometimes I'm like I'm just gonna go to bed (laughs) but it's like deep down you know like he'll come and say something (laughs) that so yeah that is so me to a t it's so funny I really am stubborn like I will we always have a rule in our house like no matter how angry we get none of us is allowed to leave the apartment because it should never get to it should never Mm -hmm. escalate to that level but I will sometimes need my space if I if I'm upset about Mm -hmm. something and I'll like go off into the bedroom um (laughs) but then Justin's so good he always he'll come in like a couple minutes later let's sit and talk about this rationally and you know yeah we do (laughs) (laughs) so something else we want to talk to you about I feel like we got into this a bit but there's so many different stigmas I think even when you watch different YouTubers and hear from different people like you see people in Utah who get married like super young and have kids super young and then people who live in like New York and LA they like if you get married or in in a relationship before your 30s that's like unheard of so what are your thoughts on that yeah so I think I think the 20s is just such a crazy time for everyone because truly everyone is on their own path and you really just can't compare your life to anyone else's. I mean, I know people who are on kid number two or three and I'm nowhere near that. You know, they're 23 Mm -hmm. and they have, you know, two or three kids already or some of them are still in college or some of them are engaged or already married and you know, maybe you're also like 28, 29, 30, maybe even older and you're not married yet or something like that. I think it's just so important to know that your 20s is just such a weird and different time from being in high school or something like that. Everyone Mm -hmm. is just on their own path. And I think I'm sure it is also dependent on where you live. You know, you might get influenced Mm -hmm. to get married at a younger age if you live in Utah, like you said, um, mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. But I think just knowing that everyone has their own timeline, like I never pictured myself getting married at 23. I always said I was going to get married at 28, but you really don't pick what happens to you. Um, mm-hmm. Life just really happens and you go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know what's yeah. coming. <laughs> I love that. The comparison part is such a real thing. I feel like especially post-grad and in your 20s, like everyone's life is so similar when you when you're in university and everyone's going to classes and in a similar phase of life and then when you graduate it's like boom everyone's life is completely different some people have jobs right right out of university some people move back in with their parents some people go traveling like it's just such a weird thing to go on instagram when you're like 23 and everyone's life looks so completely different and 
it's almost this weird stage where you can change your life so fast because a lot of the times and that's a very like lucky space to be in but I think for a lot of us it's like you can move somewhere you don't have too many like ties anywhere so it almost becomes a situation where you get so overwhelmed with comparing yourself of like what everyone else is doing you get this urge to like I don't know have it all figured out and you can change your life so fast and you don't know what to do and I think that's with the relationships as well it's everyone's in such a different like point with relationships at this age and like to your point you can't like choose really how it goes life just happens and um I think if you are feeling like you are comparing your life to other people it's like super normal and I think everyone feels that way yeah I think it honestly is so normal I feel like I catch myself doing that sometimes and going oh my gosh like they just had a wedding and it looked super beautiful it's like you can't compare your life to someone else or maybe they look like they're having a wedding and it looks stress-free and I'm telling you it's planning a wedding is not stress-free but I mean I think it's everyone truly has their own paths and just yeah 20s is just a crazy time but I think just know that if you are comparing yourself to someone online maybe you shouldn't even be following them if you if you feel like you feel negative after looking at their posts maybe unfollow them it's perfectly okay to do that I do that sometimes if I just feel like I can't look at someone's posts anymore so I I'm guilty of doing that (laughs) but I mean I yeah again it's just just don't compare yourself to others and like everything will come in time for you if you're if you feel like you're a little bit behind compared to your friends or your family members who are this of a similar age to you but everything will truly work itself out and maybe you weren't supposed to meet this person until you had gone through something else yeah and i know it sounds cheesy but i truly believe like everyone is exactly where you're supposed to be like whoever's listening to this like wherever you're walking listening to this podcast that's exactly where you're supposed to be at this exact moment and sometimes it can feel like you're trying to follow a certain path or trying to figure out what what you're supposed to be doing but that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now and I don't know it's, it's almost hard to feel like you're in the right spot when there's so much going on around you and in social media but I think yeah to your point like definitely if you are on social and comparing your life just like either mute them or unfollow them I have so many people muted to be honest like so many (laughs) and it's not even in a negative way like I don't enjoy their content it's just you find yourself getting these thoughts and it's just so not worth it yeah it's not healthy and I feel like because we just we're such a social media generation like normally you wouldn't know what Mm. everyone is up to from high school you know (laughs) yeah you wouldn't know (laughs) so you wouldn't be comparing your life to it (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. Like, our parents didn't, like, go on Instagram and see what their old high school friend was eating for breakfast. Like, (laughs) the amount of detail we have on our lives is so crazy when you think about it. Especially you and I, because we literally vlog, like, all the time. So anyone (laughs) from anywhere could watch exactly what we've been up to that day. (laughs) I know. I know. It's, like, the amount of detail, too. Like, showing, like, literally everything. Like, that is crazy that people know that much detail of your life (laughs) I feel like that's true but I feel like also with social media you really can make yourself look any way that you want because you have you have complete and complete control over what you share with the world and what you don't share with the world so it's kind of interesting like some people might Mm -hmm. think that they really know you but they might not really know you because they maybe see a 20 minute vlog but they don't see you 24 hours a day so I find that so interesting (laughs) I know sometimes I'll have like the worst day and then I'll watch back my own Instagram story I'm like 
this day looks perfect. Like I had my little oatmeal, my coffee, out the view at my window. But in reality, I literally had such a horrible day. And I know everyone says like social media is fake, but like social media is so fake. And I'm like my content too. Like, and even with vlogging, like it's, you pick up the camera for like one minute at a time and everything in between like each clip like just so much goes on and yeah it's really interesting like being on the creator side of it like uh, like how much you don't see (laughs) yeah that's so true and I feel like I really really try and show the negatives of my day if I have any Mm because I think that's important because I think it's unhealthy for someone to watch something and think that you had just had this amazing day when Mm -hmm. maybe you did but you know maybe you really didn't so I don't know I feel like it's important to be open and you're more relatable if you're sharing that oh I had a terrible day today everyone's like oh me too (laughs) (laughs) I know I think so too and it, it's so it feels like such an unnatural thing when you are sharing about negative stuff because you don't want to you know you don't want to provide negative content but it's not like I I think it's I totally agree with you I think it's super important and it's not like every single day hopefully you're not <laughs> vlogging about how horrible of a day you've had but yeah I agree and I think it's getting more normal nowadays like more and more people I feel like are more genuine on on social media but something else I was so excited to talk to you about is wedding planning during COVID like I you're actually the only person I know who's planning a wedding during COVID and I would love to just hear all the details of how that's been for you highs lows everything yeah honestly the beginning was a little hectic I remember thinking you know I got engaged in July and I thought oh no rush to get married like you know we maybe we'll get married September next year or fall next year like I have all the time in the world to plan it and then I just started researching slowly like what was (laughs) out there and then panic hit because I was like oh my gosh wait almost everything was booked up for 2021 completely and this was in middle of 2020 people were saying yeah you might want to stop booking your 2022 wedding and that honestly just scared me so much and (laughs) it was like a frantic thing in the beginning just trying to organize everything and it was just so crazy and I think just knowing that some things are not going to go your way. I think this is like going to happen no matter what, whether it's COVID or not, you're not going to get everything you want for your wedding. And I think it's okay. I remember I really wanted the date September 18th and I couldn't get it. And I remember crying because someone else had gotten that date. And I was like, are you kidding me? I had a full meltdown in the car about it. And then I thought, you know what? It's really not that big of a deal. Um, You know, September 25th is fine too. (laughs) But it was so funny how like everything truly comes together. I mean, four months to my wedding, I could not be less stressed. Like I'm not stressed at all. Um, I think a huge thing is trying to get most of it done in the beginning, especially all the big things. I feel like once you have the venue, the everything can start coming together because you know what day you're getting married. You mm-hmm. can start working on timelines and everything like that. But I mean, we were tr- mm-hmm. truly so lucky because we were so lucky to find this beautiful little um, barn, which is in the southern mm-hmm. Maine. And I just can't wait to get married. It's such a cute, perfect location. And I think it was another thing. God was just like, you know what? Don't stress. I've got you covered. I've got this beautiful little location. It's got your date in mind. It's got the year you want to get married. And it was affordable as well compared to most of um, the venues I was looking at. So, and just in general, weddings are so expensive. Like, 
the mm -hmm. if just you know for a little fact out there the average wedding in the u.s is thirty thousand dollars can we talk about that oh, like my god but th this is the average like who can afford to spend thirty thousand dollars on a wedding yeah that is so crazy like that's some people's salary you're spending on a wedding exactly like, like that's insane <laughs> like were these people <laughs> saving up since they were one years old i don't know like how do you afford that i mean we're having a very Whoa. small wedding which is a good thing because of covid in general it's going to be maybe 40 people um which definitely keeps costs low but i mean I feel like when you're planning a wedding, everything really just adds up and all these little costs become huge things and it's it's wild, but <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's crazy. It's like, you know, when you're watching Say Yes to the Dress when you're like 10 <laughs> and then they have a budget of like $20,000, like, oh my God, that's not enough. <laughs> and then when you actually get to the point. <laughs> I know, it's it's insane. I, I'm sorry, I'm not one of those people who will spend thousands of dollars on a wedding dress that I'm literally going to wear one day. Like, I honestly, a little tip out there for anyone getting married is you can actually get the dresses from the store, like the, not like the ones that you, oh my gosh, I can't speak. <laughs> but you can actually <laughs> buy the dresses that you try on at the store. So those like sample dresses you can actually buy um, from most boutiques. They'll, once they're, I guess, discontinued, mm. they're no longer selling that dress. You can actually go ahead and buy it and you can save more than half the price. And honestly, that's what I did for my own wedding dress. I'm not ashamed to say that. But I mean, it's nice because I didn't have to get a, a used wedding dress. It's this beautiful wedding dress that was supposed to be like $3,000. I got it for $1,000. I got it cleaned. It's beautiful. And then I just am getting alterations done to it right now, which is very expensive. But I mean, I'm just not yeah. someone who can who will spend five or 10 grand on a dress for one day. Yeah, I feel like nowadays too, like so many people are ordering their dresses online. It's just like, like people are renting and it's just more simple I feel like the days or I don't know but I just feel like what I see on social media more the days of spending like 10 grand on a dress are just kind of gone and people are going a lot more simple and um yeah that's a really good tip I, I didn't even <laughs> know you could do that what has been like the most shockingly expensive thing that you did not see coming when planning Oh, that is honestly so many things like wedding venues. Um, we mm. were very fortunate. We got our venue because especially because we're having such a smaller wedding for $3,000. But I mean, a lot of the things I was looking at were like $15,000. And that doesn't often include food. But yeah, we did a beer and wine um, open bar. And honestly, that saved us a lot of money. Having spirits adds mm -hmm. a huge um cost to the price so i'd say if you want to do an open bar definitely do beer and wine it's so much cheaper and your guests will still have a ton of fun mm -hmm. that's such a good idea you have so many good tips <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely gonna have to make a, a video on this because i feel like i definitely looked all this stuff up before um i was just youtubing everything from even the basics of like how a wedding goes because i've really only been mm -hmm. to like one wedding in my life and i was Same. very young so I like have no idea going into it, <laughs> which is too funny. There's so many logistics, like not even just the planning of what it looks like and everything, but just like where you stand, how people walk, rehearsal dinners. Like there's so many details and logistics that I think unless you've been through it a few times, it's actually hard to know like 
how everything works. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think if you have any questions, YouTube is your best friend. I've literally found mm-hmm. someone who walked me through like everything that happens in your wedding and like what your timeline should be. Um, so yeah, if you ever have questions, I mean, I, I will obviously try make some videos, but I mean, you can find the answers <laughs> for everything on YouTube. It's such an amazing platform. That's such a good idea. I feel like TikTok as well. I There's this one account and it's just dedicated to weddings and like showing different Pinterest boards and themes and ideas. And I think, yeah, that's a really good idea. Like go on social media because there's so many resources out there. You don't have to like try to think of it all. Yeah, (laughs) so true. (laughs) Okay. So something else I wanted to chat to you about is work-life balance because as we heard from your intro in the beginning, you do so much. You do, you work full-time in digital marketing. You have a YouTube channel. You're planning a wedding and COVID. Those three things alone each are just so busy. So how do you get everything done? And what is your biggest tip for work-life balance? And do you even think it's possible to have a work-life balance? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, um, Google Calendar should be your best friend because that's literally Mm -hmm. my best friend. I have it on (laughs) my laptop. I have it as an app on my phone. I'm constantly just scheduling my entire life, which is maybe a little over the top, but it's just like, I'm a very organized person. I love to have everything Mm -hmm. planned out, even if my day doesn't go to plan. But I think just the biggest thing is like planning out your month. I love to do that in advance. Sometimes I get too ahead of myself and I try and plan out like (laughs) what December videos I'm going to do in like July because I'm just, I'm like too much of a planner. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, I did the exact same thing. (laughs) You could just get too excited for the next videos. I know. (laughs) It's so funny, but I mean, yeah, honestly, just planning out everything. I have a Google calendar and I go ahead and plan out when exactly I'm going to film, then when that video is going live. um, And also like setting dates to make decisions for your wedding is really important. And I think just in general, if you're trying to plan a wedding, it's just go ahead and book things. If something feels right to you, book it now, because I guarantee if you wait, it'll be gone. (laughs) Yeah. And then that's such a good tip. um, So in terms of work-life balance, I think yes and no, like there can be a work-life balance, but I think working from home, um, it definitely is a little bit harder to have a true work-life balance Mm -hmm. because people just don't have boundaries anymore. They're happy to email Mm -hmm. you at 9 p.m. or like Sunday afternoon. I get those emails sometimes and it's really hard to not Mm -hmm. respond to them. Um, but in terms of tips, I mean, I also am very lucky. I have a, a really good boss who truly understands work-life balance. So he doesn't expect me to respond to everything unless it's during work hours. Um, but for me, like work-life balance means completely shutting my laptop down at the end of the day, which can be a yeah. little hard to do. It's completely shut down. <laughs> And normally I try and do an activity where I leave my laptop, you know, completely at home. So I'll go for a walk on the beach or I'll just go for a walk in general, go sit outside, go do something so that I'm purposely away from my laptop and it just helps me de-stress after the day. And then obviously just like not responding to emails outside of work unless it's absolutely necessary. If it's not an urgent thing, it can wait till tomorrow. And I guarantee whoever emailed you won't care. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true because sometimes things can feel like so urgent and so important, but actually it most of the time like never really is and no one's going to die if you don't respond yeah. to your emails. <laughs> it might be about a social media post and no one's dying over it. <laughs> <laughs> you might lose some followers, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think 
I think from like I love what you said about work-life balance and it's so hard working from home to find that balance and I think some something that always ruins my work-life balance is when I have my slack open or my emails open and then when you see something your brain just starts going like after work on the weekends like even if you're not really working just like seeing certain things it just takes you out of your um like personal life mindset where you're trying to disconnect and I think yeah to your point like shutting everything off and even I've I've removed my work email from my personal phone because I would always just check it when I wasn't even like needing to check it um I think as well like I feel like work-life balance, sometimes it can feel like your life isn't very balanced because your work life is so busy and so full. And then in your personal life, if you just spend time like sitting around watching TV, it can feel like there's no balance because it's like work life is so crazy. And then outside of work, it's like there's nothing really to do, especially when we're in this pandemic. So I think something that's helped me is feeling filling up that time when I'm not outside of work with something that like that I find fun so whether that's you know doing YouTube or this podcast or going for a walk like to your point I think just filling up that time outside of work really helps you feel more balanced just like in general yeah I love that because you're focusing on something else and not work you're not left to Mm -hmm. like dwell watching TV about some you know campaign that you have going out tomorrow but yeah (laughs) I think it's so important to have like interests and stuff to keep you busy um you know during your off time okay so something I find really difficult is always like finding the balance between enjoying your 20s and like living your best life as everyone always says but also like working hard and hustling and how do you balance that and what do you think about like hustle culture and that whole idea in your 20s so I definitely think hustle culture is very stressful um it makes it seem like everyone is doing everything and having no downtime which realistically is probably not the case or if it is the case that's super unhealthy to do that Um, But I, in terms of having like a side hustle, I think if that's something you really want to go after, you should just do it now because there's no time to start Mm -hmm. like right now. And I think you'll regret it if you don't ever do it. You know, now is the time to work on your side hustle before you have kids and you have bigger responsibilities going on in your life. So, and when I, how I always view everything is if you don't try it, you might regret it. You know, you might as well try. And even Mm -hmm. if it fails, at least, you know, you know, years down the road that you gave it your all and that you don't Mm -hmm. regret how you, you know, used your 20s. Um, and you know, just for me, like YouTube is my side hustle and it's my passion. Like it's so fun. And I just really like love interacting with my subscribers. So it doesn't feel like it's super hard work, even though sometimes it can be Mm -hmm. a little overwhelming, but I know for me, I always have like boundaries on like, for example, weekends, I don't usually vlog. I try not to edit and also Mm -hmm. just night time, you know, (laughs) I just really try and like be with Justin and, you know, see friends, do something fun, you know, really just spend time relaxing um, because I think it's really important to, you know, just have some downtime that way you don't get burnt out. Totally. I think setting boundaries is so important and even planning like exactly to your point planning out times where you're not going to work on your either your full-time job obviously or your side hustles like I think sometimes we think that you constantly have to be doing stuff like all literally all the time and it's just it's not true like you I think you truly can have both like you can have that you know grind and hustle and like that side to you but also still enjoy life and it's all about just like being organized and setting boundaries and choosing times to do your work and then choosing times to not Um, I think that's like really helped me as well. So I saw I was watching your vlogs, which I love. (laughs) Um, Something I 
that I've been experiencing a lot and I, I noticed you mentioned as well is burnout and like I think especially in the pandemic a lot of us have been feeling a little bit more burnt out because the world is just so heavy right now so do you have any tips to avoid burnout yeah I think honestly burnout is so real I feel like everyone goes through this maybe it's every couple months every couple of weeks but I feel like it's very natural to feel burnt out you know you're go 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 and all of a sudden it's it's too much and you feel awful and I think that that's completely normal so it definitely needs to be you know normalized that it's okay to feel burnt out but I think the biggest thing for me is noticing when you feel burnt out you have to tell yourself oh okay I know I'm feeling burnt out I need to stop pushing myself because if you keep pushing yourself, you're just going to make it worse. You're going to ruin your mental health. You're going to, whatever you do, whether it's doing content, it's not going to be as good because you're so burnt out. You're so exhausted, whether it's editing or anything like that. And I think the first thing for me when I notice I feel burnt out is I get outside like immediately. Like Mm -hmm. I need to get outside. You need some fresh air, get away from the screen because we are always I always find myself always on a screen. If I'm not watching TV, I'm on Mm -hmm. my phone or I'm on my laptop, but you just can't get away from it these days. And I just think it's so important to just go and do something outside and put your phone away. And then Mm -hmm. another thing is like in that last vlog where I was talking about burnout, you know, something that really can help you as well is working out. And at that time, the last thing I wanted to do was work out. I truly just wanted to sit and watch Netflix, but sometimes you just have that thought in the back of your head and you go, I know if I just work out, I'm going to feel so much better. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I took a little YouTube break and I just, you know, chilled and relaxed and then went and did a workout and I truly felt so much better and you can get such a good sleep after you've worked out. So I just think that's important. And then just also allowing yourself to relax and knowing that if you're feeling burnt out, you're not gonna be able to meet your deadlines on your schedule and that's okay. You know, that's huge Mm -hmm. for me. If I don't meet a deadline, I get a little stressed out. But realistically, if you are supposed to post a vlog on a Tuesday and you end up posting it on a Wednesday, your subscribers aren't going to care that much. They might not even notice, Mm -hmm. to be honest. So, yeah. (laughs) I totally agree. I think, too to your point like your mental health is is the most important thing your mental health your physical health and I think at least for me and I think what you were saying when you feel burnt out it's literally just it's almost your body and mind telling you like it can't handle anymore like and I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to like succeed at everything we're doing and work hard and do all these things and it's truly just not sustainable a lot of the time and I think you want to live a life that's sustainable and you don't want to keep working super hard and then getting burnt out and then doing another t- two or three months of like grinding crazy and then getting burnt out. And I think trying to be planful and plan out when you're working and make sure to take tons of breaks. And if you do something like vlogging, like I totally agree. If you upload a day later, like probably no one will notice. <laughs> and even if you take, even if you went so far to take like two weeks off of YouTube, like that's not a failure that doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong and people a lot of people take breaks I see it all the time like big youtubers and not even just youtube but just in general like people who work full-time jobs take vacations and I think even in side hustles it's important to do the same and I've been feeling that way too and I think getting outside is like something that's helped me as well um so yeah especially in this lockdown we're in (laughs) if you're in Toronto get outside (laughs) I know it doesn't help to be uh yeah it doesn't help to be locked in your apartment all day (laughs) I think too that's why so many people like regardless of if you're in a lockdown 
now but before i think when most of the world was locked down like everything just seems like such a big deal because you're sitting in this little apartment and like your job and your youtube channel and things that normally wouldn't probably stress you out just seem like world ending things and that's why it's so important to get outside to just like see other people look at buildings like just look in the sky like i don't know just get some perspective rather than like sitting at your desk like doing the same thing all day Yeah, exactly. 100% agree with that. Well, I think that was everything I wanted to talk to you about. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I feel like we talked for so long and I feel like we could just keep going. We're both just very talkative people, but this was so fun. (laughs) I know we've been talking for like two hours. (laughs) I know. We're like, yeah, just a quick 40 minutes. Yeah. Well, plug all your stuff. Like, where can people find you, your YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, um, my YouTube is just Kate Ramsey, and Ramsey is spelled R A M S A Y. I know people always think it's E Y. Um, and then, same thing for my Instagram, it's just Kate.Ramsey. I also have TikTok, I believe. I don't think I'm very active on there, um, but I think it's Kate.Ramsey1997. But yeah, Instagram and YouTube are definitely my main things. So go ahead and follow me on there, and we can keep up to date with all sorts of work life balance, digital marketing, and all sorts of fun stuff. Yay! You have such great content. I I love, love your content so much. So if you're listening to this, make sure to go subscribe, go follow. She's the best. <laughs> and of course, go and subscribe to Tess as well because it's <laughs> we literally have the same job, same life pretty much. So if you like her content, you'll like mine. And if you like mine, you'll like hers. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We're content twins. We even upload the yeah. same days. We'll upload like day in the life of a digital marketer like the same day. <laughs> I know it's so funny and like the majority of the time we're working on like kind of similar tasks as well (laughs) I know I'll watch your vlog and it's like just getting out of a sales and marketing meeting I'm like oh my god literally (laughs) (laughs) love it yeah cool well thanks so much for being on the podcast and I'll see you guys in the next episode bye